And the person interviewing me wrote those words down, looked up from his piece of paper and said to me, so do you think we're going to like that? Yeah, I, I do what I do today, Kathy, because of a fourth grade field trip. No credit to me, just me fumbling along with what I knew at the time and the dog being very forgiving of my mistakes. Season's greetings. A time of tidings and joy of tinsel and wrapping paper and Hanukkah menorahs and Christmas trees and Kwanzaa celebrations, a time of joy and a time of family. Now those two words, a little bit of a conflict for some people, but in this week's podcast, my musing on how maybe, just maybe, we can shift the perspective. I can shift my perspective and actually enjoy time with family of origin. Now, not everybody's got friction with their family of origin, to be clear, but a lot of people do. And a lot of it comes out at holiday season as if the holidays are some sort of excuse. Oh, it's the stress, it's the travel, it's, and yeah, those things are true. And it's also a load of horseshit because it's just an excuse. The truth is, Relationships, whether they be your family of origin, your family of choice, your neighbors, your coworkers, your colleagues, or just somebody walking down the street. How I treat other people is a direct reflection of how I'm feeling about myself. So this week, we're gonna kick back, drink a little eggnog, maybe have a potato latke, and talk about family. Enjoy. I'm Kathy Brooks, and this is Talk Unleashed. So I got to be honest, I recorded this episode yesterday and I was just listening to it, getting ready to edit. I just didn't like it. I sounded super whiny. It's the last fucking thing anybody needs in holiday season is somebody whining at them about the stress of being around family. Oh, holidays are so stressful. It's a load of horseshit. I mean, look, I know there's a lot going on this time of year. A lot going on this time of year. It's end of year. It's the pressure of, you know, presents. You know, do you say Happy Hanukkah? Do you say Merry Christmas? Is someone going to be offended? Do you have to travel? What about the weather? Being together with family that you haven't seen in forever. You know, if there was one blessing of the pandemic, it's that all that pressure was off because there was nowhere to go. I mean, granted, it certainly had a lot of downsides, but that pressure of parties and events and going here and going there and presents and all of the things was alleviated. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, it was kind of delightful. I missed the camaraderie of people. I mean, I've been to several holiday parties this season that were just amazing joy and love and laughter and great food and hugs, really good hugs. Of course I miss that. But I didn't miss that keeping up with the Joneses, how many presents and who's going to get what for whom and what does that look like? And oh shit, they got me a present and I didn't get them a present. What am I going to do? And on top of that, the stress that can come from family. The subject of this week's podcast is family and joy. 
Now, those are two words that for some people, they couldn't be more diametrically opposed. For some people, the idea of being around family is downright terrifying. I can't lie. I've lived thousands of miles away from most of my family for the greater part of my adult life, and that wasn't a mistake. Don't get me wrong. My family's awesome. I love them. In small doses. Put together for extended periods of time, things can get agitating. Now, granted, that's before I embarked on an extensive, in-depth, and rather lengthy time period of leadership, communication, and all that groovy stuff. Stuff that I've talked about often here on the podcast. And what I've found is that my ability to spend more time with my family and meet them where they are has gotten a little bit greater. Lately, though, last couple of weeks, I've had some interactions with one of my family members, one with whom I have a particularly contentious relationship. And in these last weeks, this particular individual has begun reverting to behaviors from, you know, six, eight, nine months ago. Now, I have a friend who says, look, don't forget, scorpion always stings because it's what a scorpion does. And I say, yeah, of course. And how can I approach this situation not to change the other person, but to change my experience? Because that's really what it comes down to. See, the thing about the stressor of being around family for holidays, it is just a supercharged, supersized version of everything else in my life. Everything. Because how I do one thing is how I do everything. My relationships with my family are the models by which I structure every other relationship in my life. The way I see men, the way I see women, the sisterly bonds, the people where there's more of a motherly or fatherly sort of interaction. Now, I'm the youngest of three, so it's not like I have little siblings, but there's also that sense of sibling connection. And in a lot of my family of choice, I have created the relationships that I always wished that I had in my actual family of origin. So what's different? What's different in these other relationships, these relationships of choice? Simple. They're unconditional, truly unconditional. They're relationships that are based on People seeing me for precisely who I am and accepting me and loving me for just that. Sometimes in spite of it. Somehow, in the family dynamic, conditionality is front and center. Now, not every family is like this. There are families that have healthy, balanced, unconditional relationships. I have even seen them in the wild. I can attest to the fact that they're true. Most of us, though, they're is friction, sometimes friction based in trauma, real or imagined. Sometimes it's generational trauma, trauma that isn't even ours to bear. There can be historic trauma, something that comes down generation after generation after generation and is so deeply woven into the DNA of a family that nobody even notices that it's there. Not until you start teasing everything apart, that is. Because I know full well that when I walk into a room, if everybody looks great, it's because I am grounded. I'm in my 
happy place, as it were. I am centered. If I walk into a room and everybody looks like an asshole, all I have to do is go to the nearest reflective surface to see who the actual asshole is. Because the other people's behavior has nothing to do with me. Even if it's directed to me, even especially with family, if it feels spiteful. So what if it is? Even if it is spiteful, the truth of the matter is that it doesn't matter what other people do. It's how I respond to it that matters. If I'm triggered by it, it has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with me. Unconditionality. It's one of the things I love most about dogs. They are unconditional. I heard a joke once that said, take your partner, take your dog, lock them both in the trunk of your car. Come back 10 minutes later. See who's happier to see you. Unconscionable things can be done to dogs, and they love us anyway. They love us sometimes in spite of ourselves. That unconditionality, it's the love and connection that comes from small children as well before judgment, before self-doubt, before all those multiple horsemen of the apocalypse ride in and take away our souls and spirits. I went to a holiday party recently where I got to sit at a table with three generations of women from a family, grandmother, mother, and then the daughter slash granddaughter. Witnessing how they interacted with each other was just amazing. It was saucy. It was sassy. It was funny. It, they poked gentle fun at each other with no hint of sarcasm. The family I grew up in, sarcasm is seen as blood sport. It is who can make who feel worse. It's really kind of awful, to be perfectly honest. When the currency of one person's joy and mirth is seeing how badly they can make someone else feel. Not particularly funny. I heard a comedian once say that sarcasm is a poor man's humor. It's cheap humor laughing at someone else's expense. And so what of the stress of holiday season? What of family and joy? What if it was possible to navigate the holiday season with only moments of stress that passed? It's possible. It's possible because I've done it. I've experienced this. I've experienced this just seeing the moment and letting it pass. It is hard with family, though. They know how to push those buttons. You know why they know how to push the buttons? They're the ones that installed them in the first place. And so I get to disconnect those buttons and choose a different response to realize that whatever's coming up for me in that moment is not me when I'm 10, me when I'm 5, me when I'm 14. It's just a reaction based on an old muscle memory that I can let go. And when I start to do that and start to meet my family members, each of them where they are, I start having a more enjoyable time with them. I start finding that it's actually pleasant. So family and joy. It may sound like an oxymoron, but what if it's not? Here we are the end of another episode. So sad. But it's not really. Because there is an entire library of Talk Unleashed podcast episodes you can enjoy. And a whole bunch more yet to come. Make sure you don't miss any. 
subscribe, follow, heck, set up a carrier pigeon network if you like. Whatever it takes, just make sure you don't miss any of these conversations. And since conversations do require dialogue, meaning two, meaning back and forth, I want to hear from you. Who would you like to hear from? What topics would you like to hear addressed? Drop a line to talkunleashed at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Catch you next week.